Hi, everyone. Welcome to Firms Consulting Podcast. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you would like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribing to the podcast. Thank you in advance. All right, everybody, today we have Judy Hayes. Judy is an author of Elevate, Expand, Engage. She's a LinkedIn expert and content marketing strategist. Welcome, Judy. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Chris. I'm honored to, to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Judy, before we jump into today's presentation, which you so kindly prepared for us, could you take us back and share with us your backstory a little bit? I know you spent some time in Texas, in San Francisco, in New York. You're a woman of many skills. Take us back all the way to your childhood, how you ended up working in advertising in New York City, and what led you to now focus on helping people build their professional brand using LinkedIn. Wow. Um, I have about, well, I don't even want to tell you how many years, because then you'll know how old I am. Um, I, I can say this. When I started my original career, I was working in the advertising industry in New York City, and I worked for a direct marketing firm. And back then, those were like those things that you got in the mail, known as junk mail, right? That's what we did. And what was interesting about it is that they, they used a lot of techniques. They did a lot of testing. They targeted lists, you know, so it was very, very focused. And I wound up getting more involved in that. And then I, I spanned out into some other areas. But one of the things that struck me is the idea of one-to-one marketing. You know, because like mass marketing, it's like, okay, and I think they get it with repetition and eventually it's like, oh yeah, that's what I want because I keep seeing it. But when you have one-to-one marketing, it's it's a personal engagement. You know, it's it's really about two, two people engaging. And so that's what gravitated me towards LinkedIn because um, I did feel that, you know, at, in, when it first launched, it was more like a, a, a job site, right? So you had to know people and you connected with them and it was a way that you could show, you know, what you're all about. And then it moved into more lead generation. So it became a little bit more crowded, right? So there was a need to stand out. And now LinkedIn is really putting a focus on content. And I love it because content is a great way to um, educate and uh, delight your audience, but you can do it in a one-to-one way. You know, so it's really important that whatever we do, I'm talking to you, Chris. I'm not talking to, you know, everybody that's kind of like Chris, because otherwise then you're going to be like, well, that's not relevant to me. Talk to me. So that's where we are today is really looking at LinkedIn as a way to still present your personal brand, but to do it in a way that makes it relevant to the audience that you're speaking to. So that's my story. (laughs) That sounds amazing. And how did you end up working in that firm, advertising firm that you joined? Oh, gosh, this was, and again, I'm going to date myself because there used to be a thing called the agency black book. And I had um, an uncle that was in the ad business. And I said, oh, can you introduce me? He says, no. He says, you want to get a job in advertising? Go ahead and write to all these agencies. So I sent out about 150 letters. This is back when you did mail. um, And I got 11 rejects and one phone call. And that phone call was, he became uh, the, the job that I took. And I worked there for seven years in New York City. And then I moved out to San Francisco. And then I moved after 12 years, I moved to Austin, Texas, and most recently back to Brooklyn, New York City. So um, yeah, but it was basically, and again, it was like, I was focused on an end result, 
Okay, I wanted a job in an advertising agency. So I put, put together my package, which was my letter and my resume, and I targeted who I wanted to reach, and then I tracked the response. And so, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting. I mean, it was a low response, but all I needed was one yes. That's all I needed, you know? So again, it all kind of comes back to what we do today with that, you know, sort of targeted marketing, have a clear objective, and then use the tools. And luckily now you and I are talking, you're in LA, I'm in New York, and it's like, wow, this is awesome. You know, we can do this now through this little Zoom thing. So pretty cool. It is, absolutely. And I know that you had a defining moment during your time at that firm that you joined at the advertising agency when you came to your boss and he said to never come without- Oh boy, that, yeah, wow. You remember that, you're good. You do your homework. Um, yeah, what it was, was I was the assistant. I'm a kid, okay? I was a kid working, you know, very young in New York City. And um, I worked for the executive art director of this advertising agency, really busy guy. And I remember once um, I didn't feel empowered to make a decision. So I came into him with the problem and he looked at me and he basically scolded me. And he says, don't you ever come in here with a problem unless you have taken the time to think about ways to solve it and present me options. And here I am just a little kid and I'm like, I'm gonna cry, you know? But you know what, it stuck with me. And it was like, and it became kind of a, a, an underlying uh, foundation of the way that I work. I want to work with people that take initiative and think it through. It's so easy to go to somebody and say, oh, it doesn't work. All right, so what? You know, what, what do you want me to figure it out? No, hey, it doesn't work. Here's why I think, and here's some things we could try. Which one do you like? Oh, well, that's a whole different mindset, right? So I, I really, I, I think that that was one of the things that um, was a defining moment and still is. Um, it was brutal though, because I really was about to break down to tears, but sometimes you need those, those tearing moments, you know, to really um, help you see things in another way. But he was right. He was absolutely right. Judy, and what was the origin story of your business, of your current business? This business has evolved in many ways. Um, I moved back. I had been an employee for a while and then I was on my own. And then I really wanted to, to return back to New York City. And um, I was able to uh, find a job that moved me back here. Okay. And after six months in that job, it wasn't a fit. And so I got fired. It's like, oh, wow. I saw it as a kind of a, a good thing, you know, it's like, wow, here I am. And so it got me thinking that, you know what, there's, I can really do anything I want. And so I started to talk to people and I played around with different things. And one thing I really liked was looking at, I guess, how, what makes things work when it comes to content on social media. So I started providing um, analysis of social media uh, metrics. Uh, for a PR firm. So they would use that information. I would like look at who the audience was and what the engagement was and all these different things. And I realized out of all the platforms that I work with, I really enjoyed LinkedIn. And it's probably because it's at the business to business level. And it just felt to me like the grownups, you know, the grownups are on LinkedIn. Um, and, and I really liked trying to figure out what made LinkedIn work. And so um, a coach uh, that I worked with said to me, you know, Judy, if you, as a marketer, there's one in a million. As a digital marketer, you're probably one in a couple thousand. As a social media expert, you're one in a couple hundred. As a LinkedIn strategist, you're one of a kind. And so 
I, my fear was, well, if I say I just do LinkedIn, then I'm going to lose all these other opportunities. And that was actually the furthest from the truth, because the thing is, LinkedIn is the gateway drug. You get in through LinkedIn and most of my clients, I'm, I'm managing their websites, I'm managing their email programs, I'm helping them develop content, helping them get um, media placements. I mean, but LinkedIn is the gateway drug. LinkedIn is where we put most of our investment and we use that as a way to channel out. So that's been really since 2015 when I, when I launched my business and then I formed a corporation in 2018, I guess. Yeah, 2018. I can't believe it's 70 years now. Um, there's no looking back no looking back. I absolutely love it. And I'm basically genetically unemployable. I can't work for anybody. I have to have my own thing. Um, I, I set my hours. I work with a lot of West Coast clients. So I start my days at 10 and I usually work into the evening, you know, because it, it works better for them. And, um, you know, you, you, it's just, there's nothing like having your own business. I absolutely love it. As you know yourself. <laughs> absolutely. And it is so common for entrepreneurs because we like to kind of decide our own rules and demand to have a huge contribution, which most jobs do not allow. So the only option is really to start something of your own. And, you know, it's not all smooth sailing. I mean, with freedom comes, comes consequence and, and, you know, responsibility. And so I can pretty much, if I have something personal I have to take care of, I still have to take care of my responsibilities to my clients. And, um, you know, they, they, they always come first in the business because they are the lifeblood of the business. But, you know, there's things you got to take your dog to the vet. You got to, you know, whatever. Um, you make it work, you know, and that, that's what I love about it. So, um, but, you know, it, somebody said to me, well, what's, what is it like having your own business? I said, you can work any 24 hours of the day. <laughs> it's usually the wheels are always going and you're always thinking of things. I've been fortunate because I've built up a really strong network and, and good rapport, you know, with, with, um, with people that I know that I'm going to say about 80% of my business has been referral, referral or previous clients that have mentioned my name or somebody that heard about me, but it's always been somebody referred me. Um, the other 20% um, has maybe been through like people have found me online, you know, through Google search or they heard me in a webinar or something like that. Um, but I haven't done a lot of outbound and um, it's, it's an interesting place. It's something that I'm looking at. Uh, but I think that, you know, understanding where your sources of business are coming from is a really good exercise because you want to go back and replicate that. And that's why nurturing your existing network is really important. Yes. And you're already incredibly busy. So for you to get... Yes. Additional clients, you will have to build a team under you to help support the additional clients. But it's very exciting. Yes. And you've been such an amazing work. I do have a team. I mean, I, I am the lead, um, but I do have, I have a strategic partner um, that complements what I do. Um, she's really good with, with the um, defining the target and developing the pipeline strategy. And I'm really good with the, the branding side and the content creation. So I come from one end, she comes from the other, and together we collaborate on a lot of projects. And then we have people supporting us. So... Sounds amazing. You always have, you have to have a village. Everybody has a village, whatever. And I do have two um, on staff, um, my dogs. Um, one is in charge of social um, and the other is in charge of security. So <laughs> they're on site. Oh, well, I, I heard that your dog actually has his own uh, Instagram. Account. Yes, I, yes, that, yes. It's, um, I don't know. They don't have thumbs, but man, they are busy on social. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Well, I'm very glad that you have a team because I was a little bit worried that you are working too hard and you still have to have time to take care of your health and spend time with the family. I know that you prepared a presentation for our yes. audience. Thank you so much for doing this. I think it's a great time for us to jump into it if you are ready. 
So welcome to the presentation today. Um, we're gonna talk about LinkedIn. And what I hear from a lot of people is, well, why should I be on LinkedIn? Well, let me, let me make a case for that. When you are LinkedIn, you are presenting yourself in a, in a professional way. And you can create the concept of thought leadership, meaning that you, you lead with the thoughts of what you do using LinkedIn. So, um, and by the way, I want to let you know, a couple of people um, over the course of my work had said, you know, you've got all these great ideas, why don't you put them in a book? So I took their advice and I went ahead and this is the book. So I wanted to encourage anyone, if you wanna get a free chapter, go to my website and grab it. And uh, if you like it, let me know, leave a review, send me a selfie, um, hope you enjoy it. Okay, that's it. So um, why LinkedIn? Let's get back to that question. Um, Again, I hate to keep dating myself, but I don't know if everyone knows what a Rolodex is, but back in the day, we used to use this thing. It was like this big carousel. I loved it. I used to spin it around. LinkedIn is the largest business-to-business -business Rolodex, okay? It's, a, it's all business professionals. Um, LinkedIn, if you type your name in a Google search, guess what? Your LinkedIn profile is probably going to be the first or second thing that's going to show up for on, on that page. That's how important LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is a great way for you to use it to build your brand. If you don't have a website, LinkedIn becomes your website. It's also a great way to get intelligence on companies. You know, if you want to find out about companies um, using uh, the platform Sales Navigator, which is the premium LinkedIn subscription, uh, you get a lot of really good insights about what companies are doing. And, you know, it also gives you an opportunity to publish and become visible and build credibility. And you network, you meet people. And now more than ever, you know, since we're not doing as many face-to-face -face things, this is like the virtual world. I have, my network spans all over the globe. Um, every, everywhere from New Zealand to the UK to even um, India, we have people all over. So it really is truly a global network. So what I want to talk about today is I'm going to talk about common mistakes. And in the thousands of profiles that I have reviewed and, and have uh, worked with clients on, um, there's some things that I keep seeing happening again and again and again. It's like, why? Well, let me, let me um, cover them here. And these things, by the way, are costing you your reputation. Because like I said before, if somebody wants to do business with you, they're gonna be doing their due diligence. They're gonna be searching for you, searching your name. Who is this person? Who's Chris? I wanna know about Chris. I type in her name, guess what? Her business, her profile comes right up. Okay, so the first thing, and this is because of the way LinkedIn started, um, people's profiles read like a resume. It's all about me me, the person on the profile, and it's like a copy of my CV. Boring. It needs to be a resource. So when you think of your resume, your resume is looking backwards. It's your work experience. It's everything you've done up to where you are now. LinkedIn is something where you can really determine and set the stage for how you want to be perceived and where you want to go. So think of it as aspirational. Okay, so there's a, that's the big difference. If you get one thing out of this today, that's the big difference is your resume is your background. LinkedIn is how you wanna be perceived. So here's some things you can do. Um, this is another lesson I learned, by the way, in my early days in advertising is if you wanna get taken seriously, you gotta dress the part. So when you think of LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a professional virtual event. That's what it is. It's a virtual networking event. So be professional. Dressing the part means having a good profile photo. Don't have something where your arm is around somebody or you have your kid there or your dog or something. You got to look professional. 
Um, you want to use it as a way to inform and educate your buyers, your buyers or whoever it is that you want to attract to be a better buyer of your service. You do that through content. You want to create curiosity. You know, when somebody sees your picture and reads your headline, because you commented on something, you want to get them curious. So they, they think, hmm, I want to know what that person does. Let me click on that. That's the curiosity. Being relevant is knowing your audience and creating content and, and having conversations that relate to who you want to engage with. And here's the crazy thing is your profile is not about you. You know, so it was kind of awkward, Chris, when you asked me in the beginning, like, tell me about yourself. It's like, you know what, I could speak all day about myself, but I really want to know about you. You know, so so that's the odd thing about LinkedIn is it's not about you. It's about your audience. It's about your reader. OK, and I want to give you some examples. Here's a before and after. This is one of my clients. And um, she's, she's a, a, um, a coach that works with people who are um, technical engineers that have moved into leadership roles. And so um, what what she uh, what we did here was, you know, this is good. I help entrepreneurs and I, and I think there's a lot of positive things that are going here. But when I analyzed her profile, I said, you know, I think there's some room for improvement here. So this is what we did. We got right into who her, it wasn't really entrepreneurs. It was technical experts. That's who she was dealing with. And she had a podcast that she wasn't promoting and catalyzing uh, catalyst for change is really a nice tagline. And as you can see in the difference here on the left side is I help, I do, you know, so it's, it's a lot of eyes, me, mys. On the right side here, it talks right to that target audience. So I'm talking to you as an engineer and technical expert in leadership, blah, blah, blah. I'm curious, I wanna click more, you know? And again, she gives away some, some uh, suggestions and then here are three strategies. And so it's, it's really, it's about her, but it's not about her, if you get what I mean. Oops. There we go. Here's another example of the client I worked with, very nondescript, kind of a, a stalker profile on the left. You don't know anything about this guy, results-driven healthcare professional. Okay, you know, let's take that a step further. Let's build it out. We put a nice header, really built out his headline. So it really informs people when they're reading about it, what he does. And by the way, he's a, he's a lean six sigma black belt. It's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And you're not saying that? And then again, identifying that pain point, you know, several challenge in healthcare organizations. Well, yeah, I want to read more. Okay. So these are the difference between a resume style LinkedIn profile and a resource style LinkedIn profile. So this slide here is, is showing some examples of profiles that really optimize the about section. These about sections are about the reader, not about the person. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this podcast and can't see what I'm talking about here, I encourage you to go to the YouTube channel and you can take a screenshot and then visit these profiles. So another mistake that I see is there's no strategy. I'm on LinkedIn. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not working. LinkedIn just doesn't work because there is no strategy. So here, here's some of the things that happen. There's random engagement, you know, so maybe you're, you're hot and heavy for a couple of days and then you disappear for a month, two months, nothing. Um, your network is a mishmash. You're not real selective about who's in your network. Um, it doesn't mean you can't accept invitations or connect with people you haven't met in person, but there's no rhyme or reason. You know, you don't really have a, a focused um, audience. Um, you're not really engaged. You're more of a spectator. So I call that passive activity. You know, that's when um, you're just kind of lurking and you're maybe randomly liking things, but you're not commenting or you're not even doing that. You're just kind of looking at the feed. 
um, think of that as looking in from the outside, you know, so there's this great networking event going on and you're standing outside looking in the window. That's, that's what, I, what I would say LinkedIn is disengaged. Um, and bottom line, people say is LinkedIn doesn't work. Well, that's because you're not working it. So let me talk about another thing that I see as a mistake. And we call this the pitch slap or the bait and switch or the connect and pitch. And this comes from the idea that people on LinkedIn um, who are using it to sell what it is they have off put a lot of people. Okay, so in other words, um, if you meet somebody at a professional event and you, you see them, they come over to you and they immediately start telling you what they do and what they offer. And if you'd like to you know, buy what they're selling, how do you feel about that? It's like, whoa, 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 I don't even know who you are. You, know, you don't even know what I do. Why would I even want this? So that's a pitch slap. That's when you, you, you're pitching and, and you kind of catch them startled. Um, that's a mistake. And I'm going to talk about how not to do that in a little bit. Um, instead, what you want to be is you want to remember that there's a human on the other side. So you want to be human to human. You want to be resourceful to people. How can I help you? Tell me, what, what are some of the challenges you're dealing with? You know, so again, um, Chris, when you introduced me and said, hey, talk about yourself. Um, one response I could have said is I can talk about myself all day, but I'd really like to know, tell me about you. How did you start this podcast? How did you get in the business? I see you publish a lot of books. You know, turn it around and be a resource. Let people know that you want to listen. Okay. Um, and that's how you develop credibility as well. You know, when you help people um, and building rapport you know, engaging with people. I mean, most of the people that are, um, I, would, I would say my, my strongest advocates are people that I've met on LinkedIn, you know, that we've cultivated those relationships. You have to earn the right to be able to talk to somebody and get in a position to sell. You should never be selling on LinkedIn. What you want to do is get it to the point where they're asking you, you know what, Judy, we, you, I've been talking about myself. Tell me what you do. You know, I'd like to learn more about your services. Oh, I just earned that right. Okay, so it's kind of a different way of framing it. And just remember this, nobody wants to be sold to, but everybody loves to buy. I love shopping. I love buying things, right? I'm researching, I'm finding the best deal. I'm looking at all the competition. It's fun. I, I love the chase, you know? But when I download a white paper, someone's immediately calling me on my, on my mobile or sending me emails and, you know, putting me in some marketing funnel. That's so annoying and it's so off-putting. Don't do that. So another thing that's a mistake is what I would call collecting connections. You know, it's kind of like um, back in the day when we used to go to events. You, do you have a drawer of business cards? You know, I, do, I have a couple of boxes of business cards. I mean, I like business cards, but you get the card, you forget. You know, I used to write something on the back like, oh, I met you at blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, we spoke about blah, blah, blah. So I, I would remember that. But a lot of people will connect on LinkedIn and then nothing happens after that. Crickets. Never engage from that point. So what happens is, especially if there's a um, connection where there was no personalized message, okay, um, then you don't know where. That's why I, I say always personalize your message, because then I remember, oh, I met you at the Forbes event, or oh, we spoke about, you know, I don't know, um, um, something. Okay, so um, one of the things that, that you can do is um, download your database, Okay, so, um, and the way you do that is you, um, there's a little me icon up at the top on your navigation when you're looking at your profile, and you look at the drop down, you select settings and privacy, and then there's going to be something that says how LinkedIn uses your data. 
under the those settings and privacy and you want to select download your data. Um, you should do this as a regular habit because um, this is your network. If for some reason LinkedIn you know goes away or they they block you or whatever, you don't want to lose your network. Now once you download your network, it's going to give you um, six fields of information, first name, last name, title, company, email, and the date you were connected on. And what I, what I do when I'm working with clients is the first thing I do is I sort it by company because I want to look at all the companies. And then what I'll do is I'll create a filter and look for certain titles. So right now I want to speak to everybody that's a coach, okay, or, or something along those lines, author. I'm going to sort and I'm going to pull out the keyword and then I'll look at the names and say, you know what, I've connected with these people, but I've never engaged with them. You know, maybe I should re-engage in a conversation, find out what they're doing, take a look at their profile, send them a message, not selling, but just genuinely, hey, we've been connected. And, you know, I saw that you, you did X, Y, Z. I'd love to learn more about that. You know, can we chat? You know, um, I think that that's a really good way to stop collecting connections and start engaging with your network. There we go. And that's, by the way, if you're looking at this on YouTube, that's the settings where you're going to do that. Okay, so the main thing is that, that you have a lot of low-hanging fruit. You have a lot of golden nuggets already in your network. It's really important to mine that data. So, and by the way, when you're, I tell people you should always be growing your network um, relevantly. And I'll tell you the way I grow my network is if somebody, if there's an event um, that, that's an industry that I work with, I'll look at the speakers and I will reach out to them and say, hey, I, I am checking out this event. I see that you're a speaker and, um, you know, it would be great to connect with you. I'd love to learn more about what you do. You know, something, again, very personal, you know, and again, I look at people's profiles and I try to pull something out. Um, but you should always be thinking about growing your network, because every time you connect to somebody, it expands your second degree proximity. And the way LinkedIn works is kind of like the six degrees of separation. Uh, you have to have something in common. Either you've gone to the same university or you have the same connection in common or you're in the same group. But you always have to have that proximity. Otherwise, they are out of your network. So um, growing your network really helps you become visible. And the other thing too, is if you're publishing content, typically only about 10% of your network is gonna see what you post. So if you only have a thousand connections, which is a lot you know, for most people, typically only about a hundred will see your content in the feed. So best thing to do is whenever you connect with somebody, if you happen to get a generic invitation, like say we're on this call and I'm not connected with Chris yet. And after the call, there's a there's an invitation to connect, but there was no message from Chris. I will accept it because I remember Chris. And then I'll go back and say, hey, Chris, thank you so much for having me as a host. I'm glad we connected. Look forward to, to getting to see you in my feed or something like that. But always just like if someone would come to your office or your house, you'd welcome them right? Don't get obsessed with quantity. You don't need a lot. You just need quality. So always focus on, on a better connection. Um, and that's why if somebody reaches out to connect with me and I don't know them, I will look at their profile and say, first of all, is the person active? You know, if they're not active, what kind of engagement is that going to be? You know, I, I like people that are active on the network, that are looking at things, that are sharing some insights, that are, that are participating. Um, look at your current network again and re-engage with anybody that you have never done uh, or lost track of. And then that's where the relevance comes in and, and mimic as you would in real life. 
You know, that's 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 an easy way to think of it. If you can just close your eyes and think of LinkedIn as a, as that networking event, how would you behave in real life? You know, um, post and ghost. Okay, that's where somebody posts something, and then you know, if you have the 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 uh, benefit of people engaging with your post, and you don't respond to any of the comments. It's almost like somebody meeting you at an event, giving you a business card, and then just walking away. And you're like, well, 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 you, talk to me, you know? So posting and ghosting is just not a good thing. If you post something there, take a look at the conversations that, or the comments that people are adding and respond to them. Even say, hey, that was a great, you know, great point you made or, or whatever, whatever's relevant to what they shared. Um, but definitely participate that way. You know, and I put this image up here because this is, is kind of how some people behave in real life is, you know, they'll put a bag over their head. They're just there and they're sitting in the corner and it's like, oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of doing that. Don't be afraid. Remember, there's a human on the other side. So, you know, network as you would in real life. Don't be a lurker. And here's some things you can do. Encourage conversations with people. You know, I do that all the time. I will comment on things um, that interest me and I will either um, ask a question, I will add to it, I will agree, um, give them kudos. I mean, just something that, that really encourages a conversation. And that's a way of connecting with your audience and making, making that connection. And the thing is, you know, you've all heard of algorithms. Um, LinkedIn is powered by an algorithm and there's a lot of factors that activate the algorithm. There's a relevance factor. So how relevant are you to your connection? Uh, there's a, an engagement factor. You know, how many people are liking this particular piece of comment? You know, and then there's a network factor. So they, by the way, LinkedIn will never tell you what the algorithm uh, formula is. I don't even think they know it. Um, but I will tell you this, that, that pay attention to things that do get engagement and what it is about that. And always give more, be a giver. Don't be a taker on LinkedIn. You know, the go-giver mentality um, will definitely come back to you in many, many ways. And that's how you build credibility. Oh boy, this is a big one. No company page. What you ever see profiles that have those ghosts, you know, it looks like an avatar, like a generic avatar in their experience section. It's like, that is sketchy, okay? Now, it happens for a couple of reasons. You know, one is that people don't know that they can create a company page. Well, I'm just a solopreneur, or I'm just a freelancer, or I'm just a, you know, whatever, or, oh, I didn't know that there was a company page. But having the company page is really helpful in terms of getting found. Remember what I said earlier about, um, you know, someone doing a Google search? Well, especially if you have your own company, um, that's another opportunity to show up. It's also a channel. If it's your company, you can uh, put content on your company page. So for Chris, um, her company page can say something about their CEO. So our CEO is awesome at interviewing people and she has some amazing podcasts. I encourage you to check out the channel. That's what her company page says. Now, it may be her saying that, right? She wouldn't say that on her profile because that would be like bragging. But her company page can say that because her company page is an entity and she is a person. So think of your company page as another channel to amplify the message you want to get out to your audience. You see the difference in how that works. So it's, and it really is very easy to do. Now, those of you, again, that are listening to this, I have some visuals here that show some company page headers and show how vibrant they are and how, how um, nice they can be to represent your brand. So I, again, recommend just check this out on the YouTube. 
uh, portion. And then um, here's an example, by the way, of um, somebody that um, I worked with and he was in between jobs. He's a senior level uh, financial executive. And so we took the initial from his last name and created just a simple monogram of that. And he liked the color purple and just created a header using his last name as the name. And then we created a tagline called leading finance and operations in global organizations. And that became his company page. So then on his LinkedIn profile, it didn't look like the sketchy, I'm out of work, kind of, I don't know who I am, avatar that's gray, and it's got this nice monogram. So it looks like the real deal. So again, it's about how you want to be perceived. He's not misrepresenting anything here because this is him and this is what he does, right? So when he's consulting with people, he's working as himself. He just hasn't set up an entity. So this is a way around it. So here's the thing about LinkedIn is you wanna be reachable, especially if you have your own business or you're in a business development role um, and you're, you're doing stuff on LinkedIn, how are people gonna reach you? Well, checking out your contact information is the way that you do that. And by the way, did you know that you can put up to three website links in that contact box? So think about this. One could be your website, Okay. If you don't have a website, you can put your company page there if you want. The second one could be maybe a piece of content like an ebook or a quiz or something fun or your blog, or your website. The third one can be a link to your calendar to schedule a consult call. So use those three website link opportunities to give people a way to reach you. You could put a phone number if you want to, you want people to call you put a phone number there. I, I registered for Google Voice, so I'm able to screen the calls. And also, if you want, put an email. I use my business email there. So um, make sure that you make it easy for people to reach you. Um, as far as the birthday visibility, I usually turn that off unless it's about four weeks before my birthday, because I find that people use that trigger as a way to um, reach out and re-engage. And so I leave that on, but the rest of the year I shut that off for you know identity theft and all a bunch of other reasons. Um, and if you have a Twitter account, only put that there if you are active on Twitter and you're not doing things that are controversial, okay? Because I've so many times I've seen people have a Twitter account and then you go to it and it's like there's there's nothing there or or it's blocked or it's you know or it's very controversial. So just take a look at what you have there and, and make sure your your information is updated. It's not a previous company. Make it easy for people to reach you. So, and here's an example. I'm showing my profile here. The contact info is right here under your headline in your main header. And this is all the things that you could put. You'll notice that I've put the three websites. I put my phone number. Uh, for address, I just put United States. Um, I, I have set up a special, um, if you have a G Suite account, you can amend the uh, email. So I know that it's coming from LinkedIn. So in case somebody's you know reaching out, I can see what the source is. And then I put my Twitter there. So that's an example of how you do that. So, okay, so here's the other one that's big, big, big mistake. Um, how many times have you wanted to buy a product and you read the reviews, wanted to go to a restaurant and ask your friend, wanted to hire a professional service and, and wanted to ask someone you trust, who have you used for kitchen renovation or whatever? Most people have zero or outdated recommendations. So why is that? Well, you know, a couple of reasons. And I do understand that some people are in regulated industries and they can't have that. You know, if they're uh, in, the, in the securities industry, financial services or legal <coughs> lawyers, 
they can't have that. So I get that. But most people haven't asked for it. Now, what I do is I keep a little swipe file whenever I get paid a compliment from a client or from uh, somebody in my network. I, I have no shame. I will say, you know what? Thank you so much. I really appreciate those kind words. Would you mind if I put that on my LinkedIn profile? And I'll do that message within LinkedIn requesting a recommendation. And I'll give you a case in point. Um, there was a conference I wanted to speak at and um, I knew the employee of the organization that was hosting the conference. And so I asked him, I said, would you mind, I know we haven't necessarily worked together, but you and I have had, you know, our paths crossing at professional events and, and you know of what I do, would you mind just saying a couple of words? So he responded back and he said, sure, why don't you draft something and I'll finish it up. I was like, wow. So I sent him that, boom, you know, within a day. I have his recommendation and it's not, he's not, you know, saying anything that's not accurate. He just says, you know, exactly what I wrote. I've observed Judy, you know, she does this, that, that, this, and, you know, just, just basically what's obvious. So don't be afraid to ask people because the worst that could happen is they say, no, okay, nothing lost, but the best is, and a lot of times I'm working with clients and they have these great testimonials on the website. I said, but none of that stuff is on your profile. Oh yeah. Always get it on LinkedIn first because then you can take it off and put it everywhere else. Okay, it's, it's a little bit harder to get it into LinkedIn. And another tip is don't um, get, don't request these all on the same day. Cause I don't know if you've ever, you know wanted to buy something and all the recommendations or, or the, you know, reviews are like, oh, those are all July 12th. That's interesting. You know, that, that looks a little, you know, sketchy like a bot is doing it or something. So um, just remember, ask for them. It's social proof and it will go a long way. And then when you get them, if you have a website, put it on your website. So let me share with you a couple of hacks, okay? This is a way to use LinkedIn um, that's beyond the obvious. Um, one of the things is building a routine, okay? And a routine is if you are serious and believe that you can grow your personal brand on LinkedIn, then you gotta do the work. And it's kind of like, um, I'm gonna sign up for the gym and I'm gonna start these exercises and I'm gonna build up my muscle till I get to the point where I reach my goal. Okay, how many times have you heard that? You probably do that. Well, it's just like that with LinkedIn, you know, in as little as 30 minutes a day, up to however much time you wanna spend on it. If you do anything, I would check notifications. That is the first thing I do every, every time I log in, I go right to notifications because that is telling me, and by the way, I have gone back and checked my settings. So I'm only getting notifications on things I want to be notified of. So it, that's a whole discussion unto itself, but look at your settings to see what you're notified on. And since I do most of that on mobile, I've tweaked them for my mobile uh, notifier. But if that's the only thing you do, then do that. That is the most important thing. The second thing that I do is I take a look at my inbox and see what kind of messages are there. Should I be responding to anybody? Did I leave anything undone? Then I will look at um, who I've connected with and I'll process those invitations. You know, if somebody's reached out to connect, I'll look at their profile, I'll look at their activity. If it makes sense, then I'll connect and then I'll send them a welcome message. And then I'll look at, you know, for those of you that don't have a big network, I'm, I'm like at 35,000, 36,000 now. So I don't really need to build anymore. I'm, I'm content, but there's always an opportunity, you know, so I'm still connecting with people, but I'm not doing it as deliberate. So I would say, try to invite at least five new people a day, find something relevant, make it personal. 
Okay. And then take a look, you know, since you downloaded your database, we talked about that earlier, re-engage with two people each day. You know, there's a 20% job turnover every year on LinkedIn. So people that I used to work with in Austin, Texas at certain company, 20% of them have changed jobs. Okay, so re-engage with people and then take a look at your newsfeed. Don't get lost in the newsfeed. That, that's like a, that could be like a, a, a black hole, where you, you know, starting reading these posts and then you don't even know, you know, what, what you're spending three hours on there for. Look in the newsfeed, see if there's something interesting. I use the save feature. So this way I can go back if I want to write a comment or something. And if you have something that's interesting, like I, a lot of people will ask me questions. Hey, Judy, how do I do this? And what I like to do is I like to record a, a little one or two minute video and then write a post and share that. So that's content that I like to share. Again, being a resource, being a value. Um, another random act of kindness you can do is, is people you know. If you want to endorse one of their skills, what that does is it triggers a notification and they see it. They could respond and say thank you. They could do nothing or they can endorse you back. So it's a nice way to just stay top of mind. And then look at profiles, you know, do a search and look at, look at different job titles, look at different companies, look at what people are doing. And then try to request at least two recommendations a month till you get to about eight recommendations. And then just try to make sure that your recommendations are at least six months old or newer. You know, don't, don't have those ones from 2012 just lingering there when you were doing a whole different thing. So these are just some things that you could do. Once you build your muscle, you can do it in as little as 60 minutes a day. But just try at least one of them. Try notifications to start with. And then here's a couple of bonus tips. Um, polls are really, really fun. And I have a whole presentation. If you visit my company page, you'll see a whole video on how to use polls strategically. I use them for business development and very effectively. Fill out your open to section. So this is really, um, what are you open to? Are you open to consulting opportunities? Are you open to job opportunities? Are you open to project opportunities? But there's a new section that has been added in the profile. So fill that out because that will be um, part of the back end when people are searching for things. Um, Make sure you look at your visibility and privacy settings. This is interesting because um, there's people that, you know, maybe they were in a stealth mode at one point and they didn't realize that when they're looking at somebody's profile, it doesn't show who they are. This is a social network. Why would you not want somebody to know who you are? I mean, to me, if you're going to do that, just get off the platform unless you are like a recruiter and you're, you know, uh, researching candidates for whatever reason, um, you should be visible. That's the whole point. This is a network. Um, but you want to look at your privacy settings. You know, you want to make sure that um, who, how wide, first degree, second degree, you know, everybody take a look. Because LinkedIn does update these from time to time. And sometimes they will default your setting to something that you may not want. So, you know, it's a good exercise to go through. And there's a lot of settings there. So just check everything and opt out of what is not important to you and opt into what matters. So um, the save feature to me is, is really a helpful feature uh, because um, it's just a way of, um, I guess to me, it would be like, I mean, if you saw my bookmarks, you would crack up because I got so many bookmarks, but I've been organizing them, my tabs and things like that. So say the save feature is a good feature uh, for reviewing content for future use. Um, and then um, another thing I do is I, I use Chrome as my browser. So I have a folder and I put um, each month, I focus on 10 different profiles in my network of people I'm connected to that I want to engage with their content. So I bookmark uh, the folders and, um, and this way I'm able to just go in there and focus right to their activity page and I can engage with them. 
So um, one of the things that I will, this is kind of a fun thing, is if you're looking at this on YouTube um, or if you're listening, go type in this uh, linkedin.com slash sales, S-A-L-E-S, slash S-S-I. That stands for Social Selling Index. Take a look at what your score is. If you have less than 45 as your total score out of 100, you have about 20% less reach on the platform, but very little people are seeing you. The normal reach is a score of between 45 to 60. That's, that's kind of like an average of what you're going to find people in. Once you exceed 60 up to 75, your reach expands by another 10%. So remember what I said is if you have a thousand connections, your typical reach is going to be 10%. Okay. So a hundred people possibly will see your content in their feed. So if your score is less than 45, that's going to be like maybe what, what's 20% less than that? I, I don't know the math, but it's less than 10%. 10% more. If you're 75 to 90, and I think I am, you know, I live on this platform and I'm about 85, maybe 83. Um, that's going to be 20% more reach. If you're 90, I don't know anybody that's over 90, but that's like a super, super user. Um, try to be at least in the, in the 60 to 70s. I think that would be a healthy amount. And LinkedIn will show you what, what you got to do in each of the four areas. Um, it's, it's establishing your brand. It's finding the right people. It's engaging with insights and building relationships. So all the things that we're talking about here. So again, that's linkedin.com slash sales slash SSI. Okay. So in summary, the tips to master LinkedIn is make sure you create a professional brand. Okay, dress yourself up for the party. Fine tune your network, meaning that start being deliberate about who you are connecting with. And engage with them, welcome them to the party. And then share insights and value. So whether, you know, I have uh, just published an article in Forbes, actually it's coming out next week on um, how to share content if you're not a writer like how to find great ideas for content. So there's a lot of things that are out there. For one of my clients, uh, they wanted to be on podcasts. So what I did was I, I did some research. I found 60 podcasts in their industry. So we published a list and it took off. People loved it. So it became a resource. And then they were saying, how do we get on your list? It was like, oh, we own the list now. So, you know, there's a lot of content out there that you can leverage if, if you're not a writer. And build strong relationships just like this. You know, Chris and I met at an event, we connect on LinkedIn, and here we are talking with one another. So, it, but it takes work on both sides. And then, um, what I was going to say is please connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is spelled J U D I H A Y S. Be sure to mention this podcast in your invite or that you have listened to this presentation because I generally will not accept generic invites. And then, if you're interested in grabbing a copy of my book, um, and you want to go to Amazon, the name of the book is, um, I have to think about this, Elevate, Expand, Engage. All righty. So now for the event of the day, we are going to go live to somebody's profile. This is Chris. Okay, Chris. So what we're going to do here, and again, those of you that are on the audio podcast, um, you're probably going to have to go to the, the YouTube if you want to see this, but I'll try to make it visual as possible. So Chris has her name. One of the things that Chris can do here is there is a pronunciation feature. There's a pronunciation feature that you can use. This is how I've used mine. This is Judy Hayes. Thank you so much for visiting my profile. If there's anything I can do to help you out, consider me a resource. Thank you. 
okay? Short 10 seconds calling card. So that's one thing you can do that's free. The second thing you can do on your profile is it's something called cover story. And this is where you will create this on mobile. So when you're looking at your profile on mobile, you'll see a little plus sign by your profile photo. So here's what I've done for mine. And you can view it. Well, I'm really excited to check out this new feature. It's called Cover Story. So I think it's a great way to uh, get to know your connections beyond the photo, right? So anyway, uh, I'm Judy Hayes, and thanks so much for checking out this video. Uh, just tell you two things you might not know about me is um, I love the water, and this is where I live. Uh, this is the dock by my house, and it's about a stone store outside New York City, and I drive a Mini Cooper. So tell me about you. Okay, so again, what we're doing here is we're utilizing some of the free features in the platform, but we're giving people a little glimpse into who you are as a person, whether they hear your voice or they see you on video. So those are two really, really, really good tools that you can use. Um, the next thing is I would take a look at what you want to focus here, Chris, on your headline, okay? So the first 25 characters, and I want you to think about mobile because about 45% of the consumption of LinkedIn is on the mobile platform. So the first 25 characters are things like this. It's how you show up when you're commenting, um, when you're um, on, you know, when you're showing up in the people you know. I mean, there's a lot of places where just a snippet of your profile shows up. So the first 25 characters would be your most important thing that you want to convey. So right now that would come across as Wall Street Journal and USA Today. Hmm. Okay, that's good, but that's they we're missing the boat. Maybe it's best-selling author that you want to lead with. Maybe it's something where um, turning clients into influential leaders, you know, one leader at a time. Um, maybe it's sales training or strategy training. But I would think about leading with your most important message that you want to get across. You can keep the other stuff here, or you can take the, the visuals of WSJ and USA Today and add them up here in your header. Okay, so you can have the little um, transparent icons and put them up here in your header image. Still gets the same thing across, but I think that otherwise um, you're, and, and also you don't have to put periods. And I would treat this like a headline, meaning that you would use title case. So it's not necessarily sentences. And again, by no means is mine perfect, but this is what I, whoops, this is what I do for mine if I can get out of this. Okay, um, author, because that's my current flavor. LinkedIn brand strategy because that's what I do for B2B executives. I use the pipe to separate things. Forbes council member, okay? Don't have to say which council, just Forbes council member. Executive profile makeovers, and then high ticket, high trust prospecting. So kind of in that hierarchy of messaging, but again, it's, it's very um, focused, a key phrase. Now, I, some of the examples that I showed in the presentation, um, you can talk about who you help, what you do for them, and what their takeaway is or what results you bring. You know, sometimes people find it easier to do it in that formula. But I would take a look at different people and look at what they're saying. Uh, most people default to their job title, which doesn't really help them at all. Um, I would say probably about, you know, 
at least half of the profiles I see, maybe maybe two thirds, have just their, their job title default. You don't want that there. So take a look at how you want the first 25 characters are gonna be the most important. And then up to 45 characters is what's gonna show on the desktop. So I always look at things on mobile because mobile, especially here on your header here, um, you don't wanna cover up an important part. Okay, that's why here I had to look at where my head was going because uh, on mobile it cuts in there. So that's another thing. Um, this, I can hardly see this. My, my eyes are bad and on your header, you have titans of strategy, but man, I got to really work hard to see that. So I would fix that. I would bold that out, you know, do something. And like I said, you can add the, the little icons here, you know, WSJ, USA Today, Forbes, you can have the nice icons at the bottom as seen in maybe, you know, something like that. You can put a band on the bottom there and have that, you know, a little band and put the white icons. Um, then it gives you some room here. You don't have to use all 220 characters, okay? You, you're allocated 220. And like I said, the, the first 25 most important up to 40, 45 characters are what's gonna go through most of the platforms as you, you know, engage. And then beyond that, just add some gravy, you know, to, to what you're doing there, treat it as a headline. I see that you have creator mode turned on, which is great. And that means that you also have access to publish a newsletter if you like. And it also gives you an opportunity to apply for live if you haven't done so already. <clears throat> so you could be doing some of your shows on live. Um, these, it's interesting. Um, there's not a lot of data that shows um, people using the hashtags. I don't think people consume LinkedIn by searching for hashtags like they would on uh, you know, Twitter or on Instagram. It does help in terms of the content that you wanna promote. So what I would say is try to have a, a brand hashtag um, if, if it's possible to add something in there and then use it in everything that you post. Okay, so this way then, it, it basically the hashtags help organize information. That, that's how they're used. Um, in terms of your contact information here, this is great. You're using the three things here and you've got your email. So I think that's perfect. Um, and it has the date we connected. So this is well done. Um, providing services. So you use that and you use that effectively. And um, what you may wanna do is add a little bit of about Okay, so think about looking at your company page and maybe pulling in, I think you can get uh, 2000 characters, maybe, maybe 1000 characters, I don't know, uh, but put that in there. So, so that uh, goes well. This is uh, the, the providing services is LinkedIn's answer to Fiverr, right, or Upwork, they want to kind of get part of that uh, revenue. Um, at some point, they'll probably monetize it. So you'll be able to, you know, use it to promote uh, certain packages. Uh, but for now, now I noticed that you have your connections um, private. Okay, and there's, again, there's kind of a two schools of thought there. Um, I am telling people to keep them open because first of all, nobody can steal your connections and it's already saying who we have mutual connections here. But here's the thing, you and I get on a call and I say, Chris, let me see who you're connected to that I don't know that I would like an introduction to. Or I might be saying, Chris, because I've seen them open. I notice you're connected to um, Karen and Bobby and Julie, and I plan on reaching out to them, but I don't know them. Is, can you give me any background on them? And by the way, would you mind if I mention your name, mention that we spoke? Terrific, I learned that from Brent Tillman, you know, that's called warm referral. So that's why I'd say that it will behoove you, especially since this is a business networking platform that you open up your connections. And um, the other thing is you've got a great amount of followers here. That's fantastic. Um, you're using the featured section, which is outstanding and update this from time to time. 
you know, put, put it kind of like your, your nice little banner. You're, you're very active, you're sharing things, you're commenting. So check, 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 check. You're doing a great job there. Um, when you're sharing things, what I like to do is I like to see what the activity is. So, and again, you see what's showing up here at the top. And this is great, you know, USA Today bestselling author, but again, just make sure whatever is showing there is the main point you want to get across you know, to make somebody curious that they want to, re to engage with you further. Um, what I would look at in the things that you're sharing is given the size of this network, and, and I can't see your views here, but you shouldn't have no less than 500 views per post, 560 views to be, to be exact, that's 10%. And depending upon what your um, score is, you're either gonna have less or more, okay? So you can use that kind of as a baseline. So it's always good to set a baseline and then to see what are you doing that is helping that baseline or going below the baseline. So here, you know, again, I'm not seeing engagement and it's the same visual. Now these may be different people. So, um, and you're not tagging those people. Okay, so here's the problem is um, that is looking the same. This is a lot um, for, again, mobile, look at it on mobile. I break every sentence as a hard break, hard break. So you scan through and it makes it a lot easier to read on mobile. Um, so that's what I would do. I would also tag the people. And maybe instead of all of this, I would put, here's the key takeaways. I encourage you to listen to it. You know, and here's the book. Um, but I would pull in a different visual here because this is all the same. It's all, it's like, it, to me, it's the same post and I didn't take the time to read that. It's like, oh, she keeps posting the same thing. Um, that's why you're not getting the engagement. And also these people should be, if you're tagging them, they should be sharing it to their network. So you should be getting some significant, you're interviewing amazing people. So you should be getting you know, more visibility than what I see here. And it's just basically how you're treating the content. And you may wanna um, mix it up a little bit um, and maybe do a poll or something like that. I, I like your branding, it's clean. You know, you've got the nice colors going there. Um, but I think, you know, again, whenever you have an outbound link, and you know, I, I can't prove it, but I will tell you from what I've seen is that LinkedIn wants to keep you on the platform. And so when it detects an outbound link, it may suppress the reach unless people start engaging with it. Now on this one, you've got comments and you're responding, which is fantastic, um, but you may want to um, look at when you um, post it, can you come back and add the outbound link? You know, so sometimes I'll post something and then I'll refresh it and come back and add it um, and test it. Try two ways. Because remember, if 10% of your network is going to see it and you post it within, you know, around the same half hour, the same people aren't going to see it. They're not. You'll see that you posted it twice, but I guarantee you the same two people won't see it. And so it's just the way the algorithm works. So, um, so that's something I would do with the content. Um, yeah, this, this is really nice. I mean, here, here you've done the right things. You've done the right things. You're, you're tagging people, you've got this and look, look at the engagement there. You know, I would probably respond back to people that say, even if you don't know them, maybe you say, hey, thanks so much for, for acknowledging my post. We'd love to connect with you. Well done, Chris. Thank you so much, Liz, or whatever her name is. Um, but always, always, always respond back. And, and it's never too late. I try to space that out because otherwise it'll, it'll um, hit the feed all at once. Uh, but what happens is it goes back out to everybody that engaged. And I would also look at who's, who has engaged with this particular post 
And um, I don't know if you're connected with these people, but if any of these people meet your, your target persona, then I would reach out to them and say, thanks so much. I'm, I'm so glad you liked that post about blah, blah, blah. So-and-so was really a great interview, or I don't know, you know, something like that, make it personal, um, but connect with them all. Bring them in, bring them into the fold because they are engaging with your content. So again, you know, you should be getting much more engagement than this and your views, take a look at your views and make, make sure that you're getting enough there um, in terms of how, how you do that. And then I would also, you know, you're really good in your follow-up when we were scheduling this call and all the information, um, make sure that you're asking people after you post that, please share this with your network. Here's some things you can do, you know, and give them, share this link tag this post, you know, whatever. So make it really easy for them to share it out into their networks. Um, and again, I probably wouldn't put all of this here. I'd maybe put a top line, here's the key takeaways. Because um, people people don't like to commit. You know, if like, oh, it's a lot of time to read that. I'll move, I'll read that later. And then they never come back. How many times have I seen something in my feed and I don't know how to get back there? <laughs> it's like, where did I see that? I can't, where, I can't find it. You know, I'll see it on mobile and I can't find it on desktop. That's why I use, by the way, the save feature, is right there. The three dots are your key to all good things. The three dots on a post, the three dots, anywhere you see those three dots, the ellipse, click on it and that's the save. And by the way, if you see something like in your homepage, I'm just gonna give you an example here. If I see something in my homepage and I don't really wanna see this anymore, if I go here and I say unfollow or remove the connection or I don't wanna see this, that helps train what I see then in my feed. Okay, so again, if there's people that post certain stuff that's you know not relevant, I don't wanna see that kind of stuff, then I can tweak what I see in my home feed. And also know that in your home feed, the top is what LinkedIn thinks you wanna see, algorithm. The recent is basically what you have fine tuned, but in order of how it's being pushed out into the platform, okay? So that's, that's a difference, Most it defaults to top. So when you're looking at this, this is what LinkedIn thinks you wanna see, okay? So that's, that's a tip there. Okay, so let's go back. Um, okay, so engagement's good. Okay, so this here in your about section, I would probably um, do an exercise where you have, an, we call it the PIC, P-I-C. Um, really hone in on what the problems are. You have a solution. Okay, what you're selling is your solution. Okay, you, you have clarity on the solution. You never wanna lead with that. What you wanna do is have a really clear understanding of what is the problem that that solution is solving? What is that problem? What is that problem where it is such a pain that that person is willing to pay money to get that relieved? Get to the heart of it. So in the um, Brittany example, the problem was that, you know, these technical engineers are really good at being engineers, but now that they're in leadership positions, they're not really motivating their team. And that is causing their team to resign or be unproductive. That's a real problem. She provides a solution to help them become better leaders. But if she just leads with that, they're like, yeah. But if she hits that pain point and say, you know, do you know why your team is not engaging? Or do you know, you know, making that transition, give them some suggestions. So use, use Brittany's um, profile as an example here and some of the other ones that I showed you. But um, these are all great. I, I just think, and you can create, if you want to, you can create um, like I did here on my profile, I created a um, experience for my book. So you can do each of your books there if you want. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, or you can do something like, um, I've had a bunch of books with Rizzoli. So I said author of 12 books, and then I put the, the titles of the books there. And then also I put them down here in the um, additional section, which is, which is, which is right here. Um, yeah, they keep moving things around here. Uh, there, there's another section here that um, has all the books and all the ISBN numbers <clears throat> and all that stuff. Oh, it's over here. So it would be under uh, publications, there it is. So again, people don't really see this, but what I did was I linked it, I put them all on a uh, Pinterest page. So this way they could see them all because I don't have a website for them. Um, so that's another way to do it. So you could take your books and put it out on a page and then you could use your experience here in a way to then drive traffic to that instead of, you could put it here too, but I think that again, this really needs to be talking to your ideal audience. It has to resonate with them. So they feel like you're talking to me. This is what I need. We've got to talk. Can we set up a call? Wow. Inbound, inbound. Okay. Um, okay. This is great. You've got your logo here um, and you've got it all um, uh, built out. Um, you can, if you want to, you can upload an image, you know, so again, what I've done on mine is in each of the sections, I've tried to uh, add some kind of multimedia you know, like in this one, I, I did screenshot of some of the content that I produced for them, or, you know, you see those. Um, here's again, you know, uh, what the content looks like. Here's, uh, you know, the Forbes thing I put there. Um, just some different things uh, there. So it, that's where you can add that to each one of those sections. This is great. Um, this is good, Bank of Montreal. Okay, um, Deloitte, yeah, you got some great experience here. Yeah, I don't know. It probably doesn't exist, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't really worry about that. Um, I think you've got all this. Um, I don't know. Does this exist anywhere? If this doesn't, don't worry about it. That's oh, fine. That's fine. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put this in here. So this is going to trigger a notification, which you can do one of three actions. You can acknowledge it because it's going to say in the notifications, Judy just endorsed you for strategy. So you can say, oh, thanks. Or you can go to Judy's profile and then do a, a you know, reciprocal, or you could do nothing and just say, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, but it's kind of like, I want you to do that as you're looking at some of your connections. It's just a way, it's kind of like a gentle tap on the shoulder. You know, it's like, hey, hi, thinking of you, right? Um, and then here, this is good, November 20, oh, I love this, November 18, November 25th, beautiful, beautiful. So you, you listened from our presentation, I can see that you did. So you do it, that's fantastic. So you, you went that, was that after the presentation? That you yeah. got those two? Yes. Awesome. awesome. See, because that is what, again, social proof. So if I want to know you're the real deal, Chris, and I want to know that it's recent, not like in your previous life 20 years ago, there you have it. Right? Isn't that fantastic? I love it. So I think that you are doing, um, you're doing everything right. I mean, you have it here. It's just a matter of just tweaking a couple of those things and, and looking at some more of the, the available um, options that you have on the platform. Uh, one other thing, you're on the free version. So um, one of the downsides on the free version is that you don't get to see the profile views. So when you're on a paid version, you get to see a 90 day look back. Interesting information. Um, so I would make sure that you check daily who's looking at your profile, you know, just to see, because there's always a point of curiosity there. If you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so is looking at me, I reach out and say, hey, your name popped up in my feed and, you know, let's have coffee. Let's schedule that date for coffee, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, but all in all now, I would say this is good. You turned off of, you may know, so that you turned off of the other people see, which is good. Um, I think that, you know, all in all, I would say, and let me, hold on, let me look at your company page. 
Okay, so let's go there. Okay, you have this, this is good. Business strategy, okay, good. Venture capital, private equity is your industry. All right, uh, you've got this built out, yep. You got this, you got the map. Uh, let's see what you're doing in post. So, so far so good, checking the boxes. Okay, yeah, again, um, I would tweak that and I wouldn't put the same exact one at the same time. What I would do is I would either take it from your feed and share it out here. So using this, share it here. So it goes back to your feed. And, um, or if you want to tweak this, you could say our CEO has just interviewed Chirinier and, you know, so tweak it a little bit more like it's coming from the company as opposed to it's coming from you. So you might say, you know, on your main feed, you might say, I had a great conversation with Chirinier. Uh, we learned so much about whatever, blah, blah, blah. Good, that's coming from you. And then this coming from the company, it could be a little bit more, um, you know, um, company speak as opposed to personal speak but always 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 tag the people in there and and mix up the visuals you know and you might want to create like a nice little branded visual or something um i think you have something like that but just so you see because people if they see faces there they're more likely to click on it it's like when you have a video uploaded if there's like text or something it comes across as salesy or if it's a black screen nobody clicks on that because they don't know what it is but if it's like oh i see a talking head or two people talking i'm more likely to click on that because it looks more inviting so um so you've got that um let me see what you got here um, it's got some information on your team. It's got some insights. Now you can see probably things that I can't see there on terms of insights, but this, this all looks really good. Um, it goes to your company page. You've got a great call to action. So um, yeah, I think that, I think you're rocking it there. Now, um, is this your content on this page? Yes. So you can, you can take your content and share it out in different ways. I would run some polls you know, come up with some good pain points. Like, what do you think a pain point is for, for somebody in your industry? What are they challenged with? Um, and again, I have an example of a client where um, they thought that a particular part of an organization was really the, the roadblock to getting projects approved. And so when they did a poll, they found out later it was a different department and it was kind of like an aha moment. So the, they created a really good piece of content addressing that. You know, when we originally set out for this poll, we thought blah, 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 but then we, we learned this. And so that got us thinking, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then what happened was we then reached out to the people that responded to the poll and shared the results with them. So now we had something valuable to offer them. So then next time they're gonna be more receptive to wanna to participate in a poll. Do you have a page for your podcast? No, we don't. Okay, here's an opportunity. Here's an example that Brittany has done. Um, what she's done is she created one podcast host and there's the podcast. And so then what that does is that goes to the page where the podcast is hosted, whether it be you know Spotify, Apple, whatever, but she's got all these different things. And then she uses this channel to push out the content on her podcast, which she can also share on her company page or her profile. So keep this in mind, your profile is going to be the main place where people are going to engage. Your company page on LinkedIn is more for, it's a recruiting tool and it's more of a, um, a kind of a, um, a validation, you know, that you're a real deal. And it's another opportunity to show up in a Google search. So it takes a while to build a following on a company page. You know, you've got to invite people, they got to accept it. Um, so 
it, spending a lot of time posting content doesn't always get you the same credibility as first posting it on your profile and then bringing it in. So if you're bringing that link as a share here, then it's kind of, a, you, you'll get two bits of benefit with one action. Okay, as opposed to going here and posting it and going there and posting it, because this way, if anyone engages with it, it's going to go back to your source, which is your profile. And that's where you're going to engage with people. So, but yeah, I would definitely do that. I would definitely create that um, for yourself, because I think that that, again, gives you another visibility. And, um, and you can also, if you want to put a little podcast, little microphone here. Now, be careful. There are people that pitch because they're looking for people that have podcasts in their title. So you'll get a lot of people pitching you, but that's okay. You know how to handle that. Um, so, so yeah, I think overall, you know, I'm going to give you four stars on your profile. I think you got a lot going on. There's always room to get five stars, always room. So, so, you know, really good example. And I hope that you take those uh, suggestions as for what they're worth. And, um, and thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you, Judith. This was very, very helpful. I wanted to ask for clarification. So would you say that I need to create a page for the podcast? And then every time we have a new guest, do we post it on our podcast page and then share it on the company page and personal? Let me show you something. Uh, here's another client of mine. Creative Retail Talks is a podcast. Okay, my client produces this. And so what we do here is this is our channel. Okay, and we will post different things here and we'll tag the people We'll put them up here, um, but mainly what we're going to do is we're going to post it on his profile. So this is his main profile and we're featuring all this. And so what you'll see is it originates here on his profile. And then we will share these out to the various channels, whether it's his company page or his podcast page. We will take this and we will then share it. So it shows in the company feed or wherever, but it all originates here. It all originates on his main profile. Because again, that's where the equity is. You know, he's got 2,600 connections. This is where people are going to find it. So um, to create, you know, if you're putting something on your podcast page, you may say, hey, if you'd like to apply to be a guest, here's where to go. And you could pin that to the top or you could do like a look back, you know, maybe end of the year coming up. You could do a quick a little um, uh, carousel of maybe the different headshots of all the different people. 2021 was a great year. We had 62 guests. Here are all the people. Encourage you to listen to the episode so you can kind of do like a, a recap, you know, and you can do that on your, your own page, too. I put the equity in the personal profile because that's the one that people engage with. And then I share that content out into these other channels. And the more channels that you have, you've got a podcast, you've got your company page, you've got your profile. Someone's doing a Google search. They want to know if you're the real deal. Guess what? Boom, 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 boom. These things start showing up because LinkedIn is a highly credible website. So content that's on here shows up. Now, posts don't index, but when you create articles, those index. Okay, so posts are like tweets, they're here and they're gone. But an article is kind of like a blog post on a website, it gets indexed by the, the uh, spiders. And so that content may show up if you're searching for something. Does that make sense? Yes, makes a lot of sense. And so we have two main podcast channels, I guess, then we need two separate pages for each channel. Yeah, and I would help people understand because that was one thing I was a little bit overwhelmed um, when I was looking at all the stuff that you had there because like, wow, there's a lot of stuff. So be clear on who the audience is. This podcast is for blah, 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 blah. And what we talk about is blah, 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 blah. 
And um, here are some of the um, hosts that will guess that we've had. So kind of make it easy for people. People are, you know, we are in a overstimulated world where there's always things coming at us and distractions. And so it's really, you want to make it as easy as possible. Like when I sell my services, I've narrowed it down to three packages. This, this, or this. And it all starts with a profile. So this way people don't have to get overwhelmed. They don't have to know. So same thing with your podcast. If you have multiple podcasts, this is for this audience. These are for entrepreneurs. This is for business leaders that are VCPE entities that are looking to, to scale or for exit or whatever. So you, you keep the audiences and then it makes the person easier for them to say, yeah, this is the one I want. Or, oh, you can mention both. You could cross sell, but you could say you might also want to listen to our other podcast that talks to, you know, people in the retail industry and then flip it the other way, you know, as they're listening to the one that's in venture capital, you know, you might want to listen to our podcast that talks to entrepreneurs, you know, check it out. So um, yeah, you could do that. I, I think that, you know, again, however easier it is that you can make it for whoever's consuming it to understand what it is, that's, you're going to get the better results there. Absolutely. Thank you, Judy. To wrap this up, so we have two types of audiences primarily listening. One type of audience are people who are currently searching for a new opportunity. Okay. And the second type of audience are people who are running their own, let's say, boutique consulting firm. Okay. They will be using LinkedIn for building their business. Okay. What advice would you give to each type of audience? for them to implement on Monday morning at 8 a.m.? Both of them do have a parallel track in that if it's the individual looking for a career opportunity, then you are the product. So everything that you do, you're marketing yourself as a product, okay, to the buyer, which is the employer. So if you think of it like that, instead of, oh, I'm looking for a job, which comes from a position of need, if you're marketing yourself as a product to a buyer, which is the employer, then you're positioning yourself. For the um, entrepreneur that's looking to grow their business, educate, inform, and delight. Whatever you can do to provide your audience with resources, with um, just demonstrating the expertise in the industry, go back and look at all the questions clients have asked you. You know, do a post. You know, and again, the example that I have here that I've done for that is um, somebody, where was it here? I'll just show you real quick and then I'll, I'll cut this back out. Where am I? Who am I today? Um, but somebody asked me the other day, um, you know, can you update your profile without notifying your whole entire network? I said, man, that is a great question. So what I did was I recorded this one minute video on Loom and I put it, you notice it's on my main profile. Then I shared that, I pulled that in here. So now it lives here on my company page. And again, this would be if you're doing, now, again, if you're looking for job, you can still be a subject expert. So like, say that, you know, um, I worked with this gentleman who was a strategic CFO. He was a CFO, right? Looking for his next gig. And I said, well, what kind of CFO are you? Are you one that just does the taxes, you know, and, and keeps, keeps the, the business out of jail? Or are you one that helps the business do the long-term planning, uh, exit strategy, uh, shareholder equity, all these other things? I said, that's the one that's going to get the job, the one that's strategic. So everything that you put out there should be about, here's what a strategic CFO does. Here are some questions to ask. Is your CFO doing these kinds of things? You know, and then the reader, who's the, the buyer, which is the employer, is going to say, 
you know what, our guy doesn't do any of that stuff or gal. We need to talk to Joe. Joe is really strategic. I love the way he thinks, get him in here. He just sold himself without saying, I'm looking for a walk, I'm looking for a job. Um, same thing as a consultant, you know, I might make sure that you're very clear on who your target audience is and ask yourself what's relevant to them. What questions are they asking? What do they wanna know? And by the way, the other one that I talked about was polls. I really encourage you to listen to this one because I went through a whole teradona on how to use a poll and really how to, uh, did I have that there? Yeah, how to use a poll strategically. So if you're not sure on what the problem is, conduct a poll, but please don't do those frivolous polls. You know, I had someone put a poll to say, should we be doing polls? And it's like, get this out of my feed. Because after a while, it, it kind of diminishes your credibility. So that's why I, I try to not do things on LinkedIn that I wouldn't do in person. So if I'm at a professional event, I'm going to behave professionally. LinkedIn is the virtual professional event. And so behave as such, dress the part, be a participant, you know, be involved and engage with people, start those conversations. And then the rest will, it, everything will fall into place, but pay attention to what you read there, you know, see what's, what's trending, um, understand, you know, from your business, what are some of the hot buttons, you know, that, that people are interested in, um, you know, and, and it could be anything. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can go with it, but I think doing that research and having clarity on who you are targeting is the very first thing. And then coming up with um, relevant content that addresses that audience. You know, like I showed you that post before we went live on the call, it was a topic that was relevant. It was consumable because we created a fun infographic and it got engagement early on. So it checked all the boxes and the end result was two people reached directly out to the client and asked them, for a conversation. So it's like, okay, that, but it doesn't happen all the time. I've had many flops. You know what? Move on. Just look at what didn't work and move on to the next one. Don't let it tear you down. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. Judy, any final thoughts you would like to share? Um, what I would say to people is don't be afraid of LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, it's amazing. And the good, two good things here is there's an edit button and there's a delete button. So you put something out there, fear is the number one thing that prevents people from engaging on LinkedIn. I'm afraid of what people are going to think. I'm afraid I, of what I'm going to say. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid they do nothing. And then it doesn't work. But here it is. There's so much you can do still on the free version. You know, I mean, what is there? Active accounts, 400 million active accounts. Huge, huge. You know, I have grown a business using LinkedIn. Without LinkedIn, I don't know how I would have cultivated the business that I have today. So, but it takes work and it takes, like I said, start with a strategy, have a plan, set some measurable goals, pay attention to what you're doing, be deliberate, be specific, be a resource, and it will come to you. But sometimes you have to ask for it, like ask for a recommendation or ask, you know, uh, for whatever that is. Um, yeah. Well, Judy, let people know again, where can they learn more about you, your book, anything that you want to mention, please oh, okay. do so. You're so kind. Okay, so here, I would love for you, anybody here to get the book. Um, if you go to judyhays.com, so J-U-D-I-H-A-Y-S.com, you can get a free chapter. 
And if you like the free chapter, you may want to get the book. It's 10 bucks. It's the best. It's two coffees. It's maybe one and a half coffees these days. Um, but you're going to really have a blueprint on how to accomplish LinkedIn. Well, I broke this down into three categories. Elevate. Elevate is really how to become visible and elevate who you are, okay, to your audience. Expand. That's how to grow that network, how to expand your base, how to expand your visibility. And then engage is really where you're going to be engaging in, in the relationships. And when you're having the relationships and you're building that, guess what? I want to work with people that I know, that are credible, and that I trust and like. Those are who I want to do business with. So when you, when you use that formula, you will find success in LinkedIn. I guarantee it. I, I have experienced it myself and the people that are in my, my sphere, you know, my, my LinkedIn consultant sphere have all done it, you know, but it, I'll tell you this, it is a long game. You may come up with a quick win, but it is a long game. And it's something where, you know, you've got to put in the work and do it like you're doing anything. Start out gradually, build up momentum and take, pay attention to what's working and what's not working, you know? So, um, but it does work. You just have to work it. <laughs> it does. Judy, thanks again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I appreciate um, having the opportunity to, to share with your audience here. And um, Chris, I look forward to when you post this, give me the opportunity to share this with my network to help get you visibility and to help people really embrace LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Well, thanks everyone again for tuning in. My guest again has been Judy Hayes. Make sure to check out Judy's brand new book. It's called Elevate, Expand, Engage, and I'll see you next time. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.